Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Musicals and Theatre podcast. And this week we are backstage at the Royal Albert Hall just before Magic at the Musicals. And I got to chat to loads of the stars. I'm talking to Matt Henry in the green room of uh, the Royal Albert Hall. Obviously, you're performing tonight. Now, if you're performing tonight, who's performing... (laughs) <laughs> in Kinky Boots <laughs> um, in the West End. My understudy, one of my understudies. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. So as you say, it feels very different doing it in, in the album. Oh, yeah. In that, in that huge space, because it's quite intimate. Yeah. The, the theatre, I've, I've seen yeah. the production, absolutely loved yeah, it. Yeah, the Adelphi is such a and beautiful kind of intimate space. Um, and so you, as a singer, you kind of, you know, you, you feel safe because you know your voice is going to come back and you can hear that. But then going somewhere else, very new, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't he- hear myself. But this is an amazing place to be singing in. I've always wanted to sing here. So. Is this the first time that you've yeah, sung Yeah, this is the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I remember coming here as a student, actually, <laughs> um, to see an artist called Nitin Sawney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, he had a night here and... Yeah, it was it was fantastic. But you know, just coming here as a student, but now kind of you know, ten years, fifteen years on, you're like, wow, I'm performing here. It's a yeah. dream come true. Really. Do you wait till you see that full of full of people because <laughs> you've seen it sort of empty? But um, but yeah. it is a, it's a fabulous venue. I think actually for a big venue, the Albert Hall is amazingly intimate. Mm. It does feel intimate when it's when it's full of people. Oh really? Okay. For the for the number of people that it holds. Yeah, I, I guess and so. I mean, I was here for the Olivier's, and yeah. that felt. You know, I was kind of in the front section, but it kind of felt very intimate. You know, you weren't kind of too far away from the yeah. artists, and you could hear them and see them. And um, I remember Amber Riley was singing. Um, was it um, was a song from Dreamcast? I can't remember. Um, and I'm telling yes, you, it, there you yeah, go. And it just brought the whole house down. Yeah. And it was just. It was phenomenal. It was, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Well, you won the Olivier, of course, yes. last year when they were held at Covent Garden, yeah. didn't they? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you didn't get to perform there. But what was nice but about um, being back for the Olivier's this year was that there wasn't the pressure of performing yeah. <laughs> and um, and kind of you being nominated. It's, it's such a kind of, you know, you have just butterflies for the whole day because you're like, is it me? Is yeah. it me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, so it was really nice to just be invited back. And you felt like, I felt like I was coming back to an old school and, you know, like you're seeing everyone yeah. or you're But yeah, as a winner. As a winner. Which <laughs> yeah. made it feel quite nice, probably. Yeah, it was yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just really lovely to kind of see it everyone else's kind of reactions to them, you know, when they found out that they had won as well. Like, um, when I was presenting the award and I got to present the award to um, Adam J. Bernard, who I'm good friends with, and he had won mm-hmm. for his Best Supporting Actor in the Musical, which was phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really lovely. And of course, it's, it's a really sensitive part that you play yeah. in Kinky Boots. I wonder how just singing one, your, just one song tonight, how you'll relay the sort of whole story of the show or how the song will be standing alone without the story of the show um and that's why i pushed to do it in costume Mm -hmm. because i feel that just me as matt henry standing there singing hold me in your heart doesn't resonate for me the story of the show whereas Mm -hmm. me stood there as lola dressed as a woman performing this song speaks volumes yeah and that's what the show's about it's about being who you want to be and expressing yourself and i guess you know when was the last time a drag queen <laughs> stood in the albert hall and performed yeah and a song so you know 
euphoric as this song is and yeah. how emotional this to it's, a to it's such a huge torch song um, you know I meet so many people at stage door and they're like oh my god you were speaking to me I was crying this song means so much mm. to me you know I'm having kind of you know a difficult time with my father or I haven't seen you know we've been distant due to my sexuality and, and you're just like wow sometimes you don't realise that the job you're doing is healing Absolutely. People. Or yeah. changing people's lives, I think, because yeah. people go and see a show like that, and I don't think they necessarily know what it's all going to be about. They know it's about someone who made some high heel boots and you yeah. know, <laughs> up in the north and, yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. that. But if you're seeing that with your family and, and you are gay or trans or whatever, and you know, that can make a massive difference to people's lives, I yeah. think, to see such a positive affirmation of it on stage yeah. is wonderful for people. No, definitely. And I think, you know, just the message itself that the show has, it resonates with not only kind of, you know, gay people, but I, I guess straight people as well, just kind of accept people for who they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and if you change your mind, you can change the world. And it's just such a positive yeah. show. It, and, well, it is. Yeah. It's wonderfully uplifting, and, yeah. which is which is fantastic. Yeah. I loved it for that. Now, of course, you've not only been doing Kinky Boot, you've also <laughs> been... You were touring with Cindy Lauper. How was Cindy oh. Lauper? Tell us about her. That was... Um, How was that? That was last year. Um, yeah, no, that was amazing. I had... Um, before I started Kinky Boots, I'd kind of been working on my my own album and original songs, writing with artists, and kind of just feeling creatively. Oh, we've got a little bit of sound. You may, you may have heard that somebody's warming up for the, for the number. Um, it just was allowing me to be very creatively responsible for all the stuff I wanted to put out, and um, and then I got Kinky Boots, and I spoke to Cindy about it, and she was like, "I'd love to have you come on tour and support me." And so, yeah, that kind of was amazing to be on tour with the boss. Yeah. You know? So, um, tell me about the voice because you you were finalist in the voice. Yeah. Now, was that you'd already done a fair amount of musical theatre before you were a finalist on the yes. voice? Yes. Yes. So, did you use the voice as a way to sort of, well, promote your career that was already presumably going pretty well? Yeah. To 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 lead it to another level. I guess so. I get. Do you know what the voice for me was kind of a way of just doing something different because something wasn't happening in the realm that I was working in. I was working in musical theatre. I was kind of doing. You know, I was doing okay. I wasn't doing as good as kind of my friends were, and um, and I kind of decided I want to just try something else. And so I did the voice to kind of just be more creative, as I said, and. It, that allowed me to then get into writing and writing my album and then it kind of made me kind of appreciate theatre a bit more because I kind mm -hmm. of had got to a point where I wasn't getting the roles that I wanted to get you know and or they weren't available <clears throat> to me there weren't that many black roles um, in the West End Do you um, think that's still the case? Oh my yeah, god really? oh my god no this is I sent an email this morning actually to a photographer called Matt Humphreys um, he's a great photographer he, he photographs um, he takes photos of like all the major events beautiful black and white photos and I sent an email to him this morning saying um, I would love to do a project with him kind of pulling in all the black male leads that are now in the West End because in my whole entirety of 15 years of working it has never been 
this populated mm -hmm. and I think this is a fantastic thing that I really feel that theatre is moving in the right direction yeah I mean you've got myself you've got um, the guys in Dreamgirls you've got Hamilton coming you've got yeah. Motown you know you've still got Lion King you've got Book of Mormon you've got Sharon D Clark doing the life over at Southwark Playhouse um, there's just you know you've got Tyron Huntley just about to start in Jesus Christ Superstar at the park this is amazing. This, when I started, there weren't that many black male role models, and I would just love to kind of get together with these guys and, you know, and just kind of encourage us to kind of support and encourage younger black males who want to come into musical theatre. Yeah, yeah. I think certainly I noticed it at the Olivier Awards there was a, 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 a fantastic representation of diversity. Of course. Not just amongst the winners, but, but presenters and, and yeah. everybody that night. You yeah. Know? And when you think about how the Oscars were a couple of years ago, yeah, um, there were definite signs of improvement. There. Yeah, I really, I really feel that we've just in this year, the last two or last two years, things have just kind of changed in such a kind of really amazing, positive way, and. I just feel that there are so many more now role models out there for people, mm -hmm. you know, of ethnicity who can kind of look up and go, oh my God, there are roles out there for me. Because when I started, that the only role that was kind of available to me was like Tyrone in Fame. And I was like, yeah. I can't. One part. <laughs> you know, one part, 20,000 black guys. Yeah. You know, it was kind of, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it was, it was a little, I found it very kind of unfair. And um, I think that's why I kind of, decided to do The Voice and move away from theatre because I just was so frustrated with the fact yeah. that this was happening and then it wasn't until I got a call about kind of kinky boots because I didn't really know that the musical was going on on Broadway and um, yeah I got told about it and I looked up and I was like oh my god this is amazing I, I remember the film and mm -hmm. you know and I went um, I went out to Broadway to watch the, f watch the show and I was just like we have to bring this to London. It's it's my story as well, mm -hmm. you know. It's it's a story of kind of acceptance and letting go of kind of all the preconceived ideas that your parents have for you. Like my mum wanted me to be a social worker, you know. My father was never around, and it's just kind of this show just kind of pulls all those things together mm -hmm. for me. And I guess it's very personal, and um, yeah. I'm going to be a little bit upset when I have to step away, actually. Yeah, and when do you step um, away? In nine weeks. Do you? Yeah. Nine weeks' Gosh. time, I hang up my corset yeah. bra right. and seven, <laughs> six-inch seven, um, <laughs> um, red boot heels. I don't yeah. know how you walk in those. But anyway, <laughs> and tonight's going to be brilliant. I, I can't wait to see you walk out <laughs> and see the Albert Hall full of people because you're going to love it. I oh, know, and they're going to love you. Thank um, you. Can't wait for your performance. And thank you for coming in and chatting to me. Thank you so much. I've just been joined by Rachel Tucker on the sofa and I went straight away. I remember you yeah. from I Do Anything and you said... Uh, and Sam Barks is here too. Exactly. It's like a little I Do Anything reunion. It is, and also the arranger. People who didn't win it. <laughs> the girls who didn't win didn't it are here. And um, how well you did. Well, well yeah. and Sam. Like, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, well, that was an amazing platform. And actually, the musical arranger, uh, Nigel Wright, who's conducting, well, uh, arranging the orchestra, 
and uh, helping is here also. And he was he did I do anything also. Oh, well, so he's doing is. the music. He is tonight. indeed. Yes. Oh, so you got so familiar. Li- a little there. reunion. Yes. yes. Yeah. And and you're well, Alphaba. You are Alphaba. <laughs> you just are. You just you, you've done it well, for I've how done many? For do you know actually how many performances um, you've done? I, it for? I whilst I get my notepad and pen out, I have yeah. d- no, I have not. I've d- I think I've done it over one thousand five hundred. <gasps> That's what I've been told. That's Which, it, it is a lot, isn't it? I mean, it kind of doesn't. I mean, maybe it rolls off my tongue now, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a lot. I feel like I've done more than one thousand five hundred. That's what it feels like. You think you've done more? I than feel like I've done more. It feels like I've done fifteen thousand. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Is that good or bad? I'm um, not sure. It's, it's, it just. It is what it is. Now, do you ever get that thing because you have done it a lot that? suddenly you just forget what you're doing completely and go, what song is this? Yes. What am I doing? Oh, absolutely. Does that happen? It did happen. Um, uh, it's happened a few times on stage, but I think that's just me getting older. <laughs> and when I was pregnant with my son, I could, I could blame that on baby brain. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think um, a bit of clarity when you're doing a project as long as I have done, I did Wicked, to have some holiday, to have some time off, headspace more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, vo- vocally, physically, very demanding. However, some time away from doing what you're doing eight times a week is is vital. That's you must have incredible technique, actually, because it is a huge singing role. Well, it, and yes. to to be able to do that without yes. wrecking I'd, your I'd voice like to, is yeah. all based on I'd technique. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong; it, it's it's a tough show, and I think no alphabet comes out of out of the show without actually, you know, you know, without having a, a couple of little blips or time off, you know, vocally. I mean, it it's like it's it, it's hazard. It's the hazard of the job. It's part of our job, you know. So, but to stay on top of it, to maintain it, is so was so important for me. Like physiotherapy twice a week, vocal massages, water until Vo- it's uh, what's con- a vocal massage. So we go to a physiotherapist who's um, technically qualified in um, relaxing, massaging your um, what are what are you, around your your neck area, your um, lats, anything connected with your the lower the back of your head your tongue um, jaw jaw can really tighten mm-hmm. so they loosen that off once a week for me and I felt like I could sing Glinda <laughs> that, that's uh, now that's the, yeah. my next question yeah. would you no because I, it's no, not in I your could, range it's not my range no. it's not my range um, Louise Dearman has done both yes my I know that friend yes. Louise is, yeah. can sing it all um, so no I'll leave that to Louise to okay. do both right. so you're, you wouldn't just like a few nights where you didn't have to put green makeup on there, well um, would you that, well that was when because I'm not in the show anymore so right, okay. I am now I finished I did the 10th anniversary finished in January and obviously because it is such a demanding show I, I, I believe the producers asked me to come along and represent them as I have been you know their representative for what seven years during mm-hmm. the show so um, but after a while the green paint you forget it's on and I, I, I hope you don't well, when you leave the theatre. Well, not definitely not that. <laughs> you would, you know, absolutely jump in the shower, give, give it a surprise. Yes, yes, in Joe Allen's, wouldn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's it was nice to have it. It was it was nice and therapeutic getting it put on, and it was part of my routine and my ritual, and I didn't mind it at all mm-hmm. because I've got tough Irish skin. I, I it could take it so. You've got beautiful oh. skin, and you're sitting in it. So in case people don't know, it's a stunning oh. redhead, absolutely <laughs> beautiful auburn hair, and this sort of month. Irish sparkly eyes. Oh, is it not real? Oh, it's not real. 
Is it not? It's very good. So you're not on the show at the moment, but you are performing tonight and you're doing Defying Gravity. Doing the big one from the the show, yes. The the money notes, the the big, yeah, Yeah. the, the end of act one. Um, is is uh, yeah, and it's it's and the it's audience are going to go mad. I, well, I I hope so. I mean, I've just had a rehearsal with that orchestra, and it's stunning. It's to have it, you know, uh, the band in the in the Apollo in in London are stunning, and it's a twenty-five piece band. However, singing it in front of a sixty-piece orchestra is is like a different level. You know, I felt like I could fly on the stage yeah. today. So that's a real, that's extra special. Actually, it's very, it's a real treat. And, and this is my first time singing at the Royal Albert Hall. It is Hall. your first time. It's a lot of people's first oh, time singing so at the Albert I'm so super Hall. excited to, to be doing. My husband's going to be watching and my agent. And it's very, very exciting to I be here I think that's tonight. why this evening is such fun, you see. Isn't because it? everyone's excited. Because the audience yes. are really excited. And but so are the performers. And I think you can really feel you that. You can feel it. I can feel yeah. it out the back. Everybody's, you know, there's no pressure in, in, in such that. It's great fun. It is. And everybody is doing what they know and love. So it's yeah. not like it's new stuff. It's not like people are nervous about words you know these are current shows that people have done and we it's just it's just nice time to celebrate what we do and it's really lovely so to actually tonight are you are you in green or are we doing a no con- no, no we're in a, just a lovely I'm just frock. in a lovely frock very nice yeah. to not be green and sing this yeah. um tried getting a green frock but that didn't happen okay. so we're in a lovely red one to to compliment my hair right Yes. Well, I can't wait to thank hear you it. so I'm much. Really looking forward so to thank it. Thank you so, so much, Rachel Tucker. Thank you You're so much welcome. for coming to speak. Thank to you. Us. Bye. Thank you. My next guest from my podcast, sitting on the lovely leather sofa uh, in front of me, are Dean Chisnell and Lynn Paul, and they are both currently in Blood Brothers. Mm-hmm. playing Mrs. Johnston and the narrator. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, what are you singing tonight? Tell Me It's Not True. Yeah. The final song. The final the yes. dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the iconic. Actually, I shouldn't say, because whenever I say that to people who haven't yeah. seen the show and then you think, oh, don't say that, because then you've given... Well, it's the iconic number of the show. People it would recognise it more than any, any other, really. Of, of the show. Yeah. And you've been touring the show for quite a while We had now? four months. We just did finished four months. And um, we start again in, in August, so we do it's four month slots, which is great. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. and then so you, then you have a little rest. Yep. And then rest. with the same uh, complete cast, or do we have some uh, cast pending. changes? It's pending. I think is the best way to put that. We don't know yet who's in and who's out, and okay. who's kept and who's gone. But right. Now, obviously, Blood Brothers set in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So, where are we from? Where are you from? I'm originally from Manchester. Right. But I live in, uh, down in Berkshire now. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm from Lancashire, so we're both, both born and bred fairly close to where the show is set. Right, so, so it's just a tweak to get the Liverpool accent. Yeah. Well, I don't do one. Uh, oh, don't I, you? No, because I wrote to Bill um, oh, 20 years ago and asked him if he would give me um, an audition. Yes. And uh, How many years ago? 20 years ago. So right. I asked him if he would audition me. And, Did it um, took him 20 years to get back to you? <laughs> Did it? No, Lynn's been doing the I show for 20 years. I know he's got a bit... Doing <laughs> 20 years to get back to you. I like it, Alice. <laughs> um, but anyway, I wrote to him, and I did say to him in the, in the letter, I said, look, I can't do a Liverpudlian accent, but I will learn, I will try. And he said, no, 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 you're a northerner, just stick with your own accent. Okay. So. 
right. Mancunian it is, but everybody yeah. always says, you've got a great Liverpool accent. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do the Liverpool accent. They don't accent. know, do you do? You yeah. have to do the Liverpool yeah. accent for the, for the narrator. Apparently so, yeah. Because you're kind of conducting the show, really. Well, I'm sort of there you? in the background somewhere as the sort yeah. of moral compass of the show, yes. if you like. Do you play it sort of sinister? Uh, yes, yeah, when it's quite necessary. Sinister, it's quite yeah. a dark character. It's nice it is to quite have dark. something to get your teeth into like that. So Lynn Paul, of course, originally, the new seekers. Yes. Now, I'm surrounded by hmm, my producer, certain <laughs> younger people, but I remember you really, I was a huge New Seekers fan. Oh, were you? So, yeah, yeah, I was. So it's oh, really, nice. really exciting to meet you. Thank and you. Um, from New Seekers, which do you prefer, New Seekers or being a musical theatre star? Um, well, they're both so different. Yeah. I mean, I'm very lucky to have done both. Um, but I have to say, I do like the acting side of it. I'm going off the singing bit, but I, I like that. Are you? Because, yeah, I mean, Blood Brothers, seriously, is a proper acting role, isn't yes. it? You know, well, and some yeah. musical theatre parts are, are, you know, more about the singing. I think, I think Mrs Johnson I is more about the acting than about yeah, no, the, about the singing. You, yes. and, uh, uh, but I, I just think, um, I mean, I think to be able to change career at my age has been fantastic. Yeah. You know, so I'll be eternally grateful to Ken Wrights for that. Um, but the singing side of it gets a bit boring. But then when I was younger, of course, you know, travelling, <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know, in general, I just get bored with singing. Do, do you? Yes. Yeah, you know, I just, I just think, I wish I could go on and just say a few lines and come off. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, no, here comes an introduction. I can yeah. hear it. I'm going to have to music. sing. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Some notes. What is going to be tonight? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, and Dean, you musical theatre mm-hmm. in your in your blood, done yeah. it for years. Yeah, I've only ever done musical theatre. I'm very fortunate to do that, and been working. Since what? I not done a straight school. play ever? Nope. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I know. So Gosh, because usually people do mix it up a bit, don't they? <laughs> they and do, but you know, you, it's, the, the business is so big yet so small, and the people who tend to employ you. All, and if they like you, hopefully they'll have you back. And your career just sort of works that way, doesn't yeah. it, rather than... And, and Blood Brothers doesn't really have a big dancing element in it. No. <laughs> compared to most musicals. No. I think that's a good thing. I do But, too. yeah, do you think that's a good thing? I do. Or I mean, are you itching to flex your legs a bit? And, oh, God, you know, no, I don't want no. to flex my voice, so no, I certainly don't no. want to flex the legs. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I think the difference is that Blood Brothers is a play with music. Yes, rather, absolutely. Rather than yes. a musical as, as you, we would now know it. And it's yeah. a very good, honest piece of theatre. That's why yeah. people love it so Well, much. it is written by mm. Willie Russell, who yes. knows how you to can't write. can't go wrong. Can no, you? no, can't go wrong. certainly knows how to write a piece no. of theatre. So the, you, you're back on the tour in August. Tonight you've got your performance at the, uh, the Albert Hall. Well, now you've performed with the New Seekers at the Albert Hall, haven't you? Yes, I've been here twice with the New Seekers and once with Boy George. Oh, don't ask me why. <laughs> oh, I think I must ask you why. How did that happen? Well, I was in the musical Taboo. Oh, were you? Yes, and oh. he was doing a concert here, so he asked me if I'd come on and, and do one of the songs from the show. So. Right. Oh, so you're an old hand with the old Albert Hall thing. Well, sort of, but it's Dean, still, are you, it's still you, you, Have you done the Albert Hall before? No, I'm a virgin. That's are my you? first one. So. Yeah, most people like... You can hear a hub outside the room because yeah. there's lots of performers around here. It, this is like a reunion of everyone who's uh-huh. ever been in a show ever, yeah. really, isn't it, outside? That's but, why we're happier in here. Yeah, oh, oh right. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but quite a lot of people are are Albert Hall virgins actually mm-hmm. and I think they're all really excited about yeah. it because you've got an amazing orchestra oh my 
that you're going to be playing with yeah. well, you've had your sound check presumably yeah. and you've heard them and yeah. so that's really exciting to be back by a 60 piece orchestra absolutely um, yeah. and that's something that doesn't and happen in modern day musical theatre either so. it doesn't because it's too expensive yeah. frankly yeah. you can't and it's you certainly can't tour with a 60 piece no, orchestra yeah, it's wonderful to have such a <laughs> fantastic orchestra behind us yeah yeah. so that will be a thrill mm-hmm. and how did it feel going out there on the stage Dean? it was great we've only been out there for five minutes so we're all a bit um, we're a little bit shocked at the, the the brevity of it, but we're in and out when we do our thing tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, we actually said, uh, can we do it again, please? Said, no, we haven't no, got no time. time. Oh, right, no. fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. You know, and we're used to doing it over and over and over again, so yeah. God only knows what it's going to sound like tonight. It's going to sound absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh, well, we hope so. Um, and you go back to the tour, and you do four months from August then. Yes. And then what, do you then take Christmas finish, off? Yes. And, and then is the it? Fourth of, um, December, I think, around about the 4th of December. Right. So we get Christmas off, which is nice. OK. And if you could pick your most ideal part, your favourite part ever in musical theatre, what would it be? The gypsy. Play? Would it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not the young one. The no. Did you see it? Did the production... I at, did. At the Savoy? Yes. Yeah. That's the end of that conversation, isn't it? I would play Phantom if I had the choice. That would be the iconic okay. dream one for me. <laughs> but moving, um, on. moving on from Lynn's <laughs> conversation, that was a very long pause... Well, what what can you say? I mean, not everybody's going to like everything, are they? And I'm a huge, huge fan of the film. Right. I mean, massively. I mean, I've watched it, I can't even tell you so many times. So it, and Imelda Staunton is a most incredible actress, but she was completely different to the way Rosalind Russell did it. And I prefer the film. So you would like to do it more like like the film version? And Phantom, you would just make it your own. Yeah, well, I don't know if you yeah. can make it your own after 30 years, but it's such a wonderful piece of theatre. It'd be a great part. I'd love yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah, all right. And he will. Yeah. Well, after, after you finish this section, you're doing the next four months, and then are you stopping? Uh, yes, or, we think so, yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know We don't yet. know. This Bill Kenwright suddenly says, no, we've got another lined up well the tour you, will never it? end it no. will always go it will always go every year so. I know well I was really sad when it came out of the West End actually because yeah. Yeah, I wanted well. to take some and I went oh yeah it's time it's it came back anymore. I think it will come back as well I really do believe it will come yeah. back it deserves another life in, in London yeah. Yeah. it really is, yeah. it really is. It, it's a one off yeah it really is very it is. special it is and I think if people haven't seen it then they don't really know what the what we're talking about but That's it is right, an amazing yeah. piece of piece of theatre yeah. I absolutely yes. love it well thank you so much for thank coming you. to coming to chat to us to to and um, good luck tonight thank, thank you, you very can't much. wait to see it yes <laughs> cheers thank you <laughs> So next, now Marisha Wallace is now singing in the background, and we record. Yes, she she started. Really you've just yes. Like you oh no, <laughs> that's that's perfect. We like we like that. We like to keep this real. Okay, good. Like to keep it nice and relaxed. Nice. This is a very relaxed chat. How long have you been? Because you're a Broadway star. Yes. Yes. I think so. Yeah, you, you, you are a Broadway star. You have on Broadway done well loads of things. Yeah. Um, and you and you've won awards, and you've been in. Now you've been in the Book of Mormon. Yeah. One of my favourite shows oh, of you all love it, time. Right? I love it's that so show. It's so funny. It's just it's a brilliant show. When I got the audition, I was like, what do I have to sing? <laughs> and what is? what about a frog? And what? Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. But then when I got to do the show, I was like, this is the best thing What ever. I love about Book of Mormon, which we don't have a song from tonight. At, um, no. Uh, no, we don't. Um, probably for language issues. But yeah. I, whilst it is incredibly rude it is i think really charming it's I great think it's just full of charm and love my mom actually. is very religious and very um you know 
conservative. Yeah. So I was so nervous for her to come see the show. And then she came in D.C., of all places, at the Kennedy Center. And, like, Michelle Obama is in the box. And we're singing about, you know, what it's about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, (laughs) God, this is, like, mortifying. And then I get off the stage, and my mom is like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. And I was like, what? She was like, it's just a play. And she was like, and you get saved at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great so show. So did you grow up, so if your mother was very religious, yes. did you grow up singing in churches? Yes, that's you where did, I see. started. Um, it's such a great grounding, that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's wonderful because I feel like I learned at a very young age how to perform in front of people under pressure, even though it's just church. It's still like kind of competitive though was it yeah because like everyone was like looking at you to be good and like you had to just kind of like bring your a game at like 9 a.m in the morning mm-hmm. so i learned how to belt like for jesus in the morning so when i got to broadway i was like oh this is easy i, this. I was like what time is it 8 p.m okay let's do it you know i'm ready now <laughs> i'm ready now I'm at 9 a.m i know so yeah it's good so is this the first time you've been in london or it's you- my first time it is yeah for my first wow. time performing on the West End. And how's and that, how does that differ from, from Broadway? How the audiences um, differ? You guys have a lot of different terms. So, like, places for us is beginners here. So mm-hmm. it took me, like, a long time to, to, to be on time. Because I was so like, you just went what, there. Is, what are they when talking they about? Beginners? I was like, what? Is this, like, a story? Yeah, like That would be you. <laughs> like, so that confused. would be you. I know. To be a beginner. So yeah. were you, did they just open the curtain? And yeah. You're not there? No, I would be there. But I was like, is it beginners? What is that? So it was like that. And then you call it the interval instead of intermission. Um, what else is different? You do warm ups here. We don't do that um, on you, Broadway. So we what, have to like. What do you mean you don't do? We don't do warm up. We do our own. So you just have to be there at half hour, which is like so. It shows yeah. at eight. You have to be at seven thirty, and then um, you just hit it. You just get ready. Do it yourself. Oh, so there yeah. was no sort of company feeling. No, of, there's of no everybody company. Everybody warming up come together. together and, no. and like. On Broadway, like five minutes, like maybe at places, we'll like be on stage together and be like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then the curtain's like, and that's the first time you see each other. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's interesting. I'd have thought it would be rigid on Broadway that no, every, because it's so competitive pretty, there and high you know yeah high end I thought everybody would be we're very well so efficient so I think because everyone's such a pro like at that level it's very I, I do feel like Broadway is very competitive because we just have more yeah people like we have people coming from all over the world let alone all over the country so if you do make it on Broadway like you're at the top of your field so a lot of people are very professional and you know and we make it work but also here I feel like the talent is very good and like it a theater is a theater it's, it's I don't feel like I'm any any place different what I do feel is different is the audience really loves it here I feel like you guys really appreciate theater not that New York doesn't but in a different way like I just feel like when we, every time we do the show is so much love like after the show is over everyone's just like gushing and it's like, oh, we love it. We love theater. And I, I love that about being here. It's yeah. great. Well, who wouldn't love that? I am. And while you've been here, have you, well, I presume you haven't really been able to see anything else, or have oh, you? Oh, I have. I yeah. saw Glass Menagerie. Oh, my God. I've seen a couple But of anyway, things. you're getting out and about a bit. Yeah. And tonight, you're at the Albert Hall. And obviously, uh, yeah. I'm going to say obviously, but this is the first time you've performed at the Albert Hall. Oh, I'm my assuming. gosh. It's crazy. And what did you think of it when you walked out onto the stage for your soundtrack? I was kind of blown away because I'm from a really small town. And so anytime I have these like moments in my life, it just reminds me of being back on 
that s- small little road that I grew up on and where nobody, mm-hmm. like my neighbors like a mile away, you know? Like, yeah. so it's like <laughs> nobody even took went to Broadway. Like I never even saw a Broadway show when I was a kid. Like, so to be that where little girl on that then? stage. I, brought, I was brought up in North Carolina. Oh, were you? Yeah, okay. in Goldsboro. All right. In a really, really small town. And um, so to be on that stage was just like, whoa, okay. I'm doing something good here. <laughs> yeah. And you're seeing the big number from yeah. Dreamgirls tonight. And Dreamgirls has just been following me my whole life. I've sang these songs for talent shows and for like, I don't know, competitions when I was a kid. Like I was singing this music for a long time. I mean, which is kind of crazy. I was like, why is like a six-year-old singing? And I'm telling you, but okay. <laughs> so, I know. Referring to your mother or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to sing it. So, yeah. So, it's been, it's just like a, it's a, a pinnacle, definitely, in my life. So, I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah. When the symphony plays behind you, it's like, whoa. It's like, okay. Because you're never that close to the musicians when you do the show at night because they're underneath you. Yeah. So to have them like right behind you, and I do a lot of live concerts and things. So this is like where I thrive. Like this is my jam. When mm. I'm done with Broadway musical theater, I'm just going to do concerts. That's all I want to do. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's all I really want to okay. do. I was like, that's great. Just stand, sing. The band just goes. You know, it's wonderful. Okay. And so, what yeah. is next for you? Do you know how, how much longer are you in London I'm here for? till November as of now. And oh, quite a while. Um, yeah, quite a long so, stint. Yeah. yeah, we still Time got a lo- long in. way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, and then you'll get to have the summer in London, which is wonderful. Be a lot of I know because I got here in the wintertime. I was like, okay, not so good. And everyone's no. like, well, just wait till summer. It's like three days. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, there's going to be like three amazing days. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for these, this one week where it's going to be great. You oh, know. be fair. We had a good spring. Until you did, have, week, a really we did good have a spring. really good spring. I was sh- I've been shocked by the weather this and whole time. And the blossom was lovely and everything. Well, enjoy the summer in London. I enjoy will. the performance tonight. We can't I wait will. to hear you. And all your it followers, please follow me. But, um, and all that stuff. On, uh, follow, are, you yeah. on, are, you twi- are you a Twitter person? I'm, I do it all. I'm do all you? about are social you, media. Are you? Okay. And like, I like to post. Right, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Marisha Wallace. Oh, well, <laughs> Very I, think we easy. Can, I think we can get that. I think you can figure that out. I think out. we can yes. get that. Right, well, I yeah. will follow you. I'm going to do it now. Yeah, do it now. I will. i got to follow you. Where's my phone? It's somewhere. Yeah. I will do it now, though. Um, yeah. And, and lots of luck for tonight. Thank Can't you so much. Oh, I'm right. so excited. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you for you. coming and chatting. <laughs> See you. I'm joined now by John Robbins and Cassie Compton, who are in The Wedding Singer, currently on tour. That's right. Yes. Where have you just come from? Gosh, we were in Bradford last week. We were in Glasgow the week before. We've been up and down the country for 12 weeks, and we're going continually up and down the country until October. And are you going always, as these tours do, up and down and up and down, rather than what would make logical sense which is like doing places quite near each other next? We have a few near each other next. Well, Nottingham, Manchester... Birmingham and then we go to Liverpool then Edinburgh oh. so we John have been a little bit, we've been a little away, bit yeah. up and down but yeah. <laughs> actually we're we're not too bad and tell weeks. me about the show because the the film it's it 
the show is from the film, basically, based on the film? Yes, yeah, yeah it's very similar to the film. Similar yeah. sort of plot. They've kind of condensed it a little bit. Some of the relationships have got closer. So the old lady in the film is now his grandmother in the stage show. So they've just condensed it a little bit. Um, it's all original music except the two songs that Adam Sandler sings from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, uh, new music uh, to go along and with the story. And you're playing the Adam Sandler part. I do. I play, yeah, I play Robbie Hart, yeah. who's New Jersey's premier wedding that. singer. You've got to look of him about you. <laughs> I can see, I can see that that casting. Yeah, <laughs> it's great fun. It's a great part. I love it. And and it's very American. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all set in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and it's it is a very American um, piece. There's a a scene at a bar mitzvah that's just laden with New Yorky type type gags. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's um, it's very relevant to a kind of general human state of discovering what love is and how you fit into that concept mm-hmm. it's a lovely show and it's very energetic and we love doing it and you come from a musical theatre background I do yeah. I, I have a degree if you can believe that in musical theatre <laughs> is there such a thing there is such is a there? thing I have a BA <laughs> honours in musical mu- theatre performance honours an honours degree I know get me yeah. it's only a 2-1 let's not get carried away <laughs> hey that's okay it's, it'll ones. do it'll do yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> um, and if you could choose your most the, the role that you would want to do most in the world in the future mm-hmm. what would it be well gosh I mean I really love doing new pieces of work the, mm. the strange thing about musical theatre is that the, for the majority of the time you're recreating someone else's work so uh, whether it be Michael Ball when you go and play Marius in Les Miserables that's a 30 year old recreation and you're fitting into someone else's work so when you do new work that's really the the holy grail you get to put your own stamp on stuff and maybe create it around how you are um, but there are always those iconic roles I'll have a I'd like to have a crack at Jean Valjean one day and I'd like to have a crack at Judas one day um, but uh, but you know we'll, um, yeah. but I love creating new stuff generally. and Cassie what about you what would you I feel the same really I think we've been very lucky on The Wedding Singer though because it's only been over to the UK once before and that was coming up to 10 years ago and because Nick Winston has now directed and choreographed our production we've been allowed to create and find these characters for so it's a new production you're creating your part so in that respect this has been really lucky but you know new new work is, is always wonderful but having played Eponine for some bizarre reason the only role in musical theatre that I would still really love to do would be to go back and play Fontaine. Really? We must have really loved our time there, John. It's a lovely show. (laughs) Were you in it together? Uh, No, actually, I was the year before John joined the cast, yeah. Right, so how long did you do, Cassie? I was there for a year. And... and I did a year in the West End and then a year on tour. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's a show that... Les Miserables is just a wonderful show. You kind of can't get bored of it. Yeah, it seems everybody... Every, well, almost everybody I've spoken to today has been in it at some stage. <laughs> well, if it runs um, for, thir- for 32 uh, years yeah, now... Yeah, I suppose it's, it's a bit like actors used to always be in the bill, only we yeah. don't the bill anymore. But yeah. well, quite a lot of people have been in EastEnders, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of EastEnders people walking around doing that. <laughs> but is musical theatre your thing, Cassie, or would you do, would you do television kind acting? Of a bit of both. I've been, I've been very lucky to, to have some... I've had some lovely time sort of on screen, things like Call the Midwife and Mr. Selfridge, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So period dramas seem to be my thing if it's not musical theatre. Um, and it's nice, I, I think it's nice now that we are starting to see this crossover happening that they have in the States, that there's not this kind of, oh, if you're just musical theatre, then you're simply musical mm-hmm. theatre and, and vice versa. I think it's, it's changing and it's nice to see, like you said, 
Declan and obviously my friend Danny Mack who was on Hollyoaks and mm. who would then will go on to do and come back to musical theatre and there is that, that crossover which Tell you my is, theory of this is that, that in, the, in the training now everyone is trained to do everything Yes, and, and I think in the old days you had drama school where people did acting and if they could sing a bit that was lucky and they probably couldn't dance and then you had the musical theatre lot. Now I think it's so competitive out there that everybody yeah. has to be able to do everything and consequently you get a more varied career out of it, I think. I agree. Um, there used to be that thing about triple threat, which is mm-hmm. sing, dance and act. I would argue now the industry requires you to be a quadruple threat and add an instrument. So, Good I, point. I do you play... Yeah, I play a couple of instruments. I yeah. play the guitar in the show. When because I there's the a lot of that now, people playing instruments yeah. live on show, which actually happened about 20 years ago. There were a lot of shows where people mm. played live on stage. Um, and Cassie, do you play? Um, I don't, sadly. I used oh, to Oh, you're only a triple threat. I know, oh. but actually, not, not quite even, really. <laughs> well, see me dance. Um, sadly, I started playing the flute when I was younger, and then I realised that you can't sing and play the flute at the you same can't. time. And you I can't. And I invested all that time, Yeah. Um, by which point I was sort of just mainly singing. No, I really wish I'd carried on playing the piano. But First experience at the Albert Hall for both of you? No, it's not. Oh, I've been very fortunate to have sung here a couple of times. So oh, old hand at I'm, the Albert Hall. I mean, it's just stunning. Oh, and nothing it's, for it's, you. It's, oh, no, it is every time. I'm sure in about an hour and a half's time I'll be freaking out. Um, it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful venue. And with this incredible orchestra, this is the first time that I will have sung here with um, how many... Oh, oh, 60 people, 60 in yeah, the orchestra. a 60-piece orchestra. Yeah. That's a first for Okay. Me. Uh, no, I've, I've sung here a couple of times, but like, like Cassie says, it doesn't ever get old. No. All right, so you'll be you'll be a bit nervous before yeah. you do tonight. Are yeah, you, it's just exciting. Are you I at mean, the beginning or the end of the show? We're in the middle. I think we're about half an hour in. Oh, that's quite a nice place to be because mm. you haven't got to open it and then you can just relax after the interval. Absolutely wonderful. And go and watch from the wings or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. the thing. Like you say, you know, we've got a lot of friends here and we want to support them. And, yeah. And it's so nice. It's such a lovely atmosphere to be in. Yeah, there's a great buzz, and I think the after-show party... I don't know, is there an after-show party? If there, there probably is, and no-one's told me about it. That's, <laughs> what, that's what will have happened. They're just quietly discussing it and not letting me hear. But if there is, I bet it will be the best after-show party ever. Yeah, it'll be good fun. It'll be, it'll be a blast. Well, good luck, and thank you so much for coming in to speak to Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank right. you. OK, Thanks. bye-bye. Rufus Hound. You're going to your toad. You're not. I'm a bit disappointed because you're on my sofa here, but you're not dressed as toad. No, I'm sorry about that. Will you be later? This is the rigor, the the rigors of theatre versus the more lacklustre efforts made on radio. <laughs> right. Is that because no one will be seeing this? I am allowed to wear clothes. You're not as going opposed to, dress to costume. As no, Mr. Toad, you're not. Not tonight. No. Oh, all right. No, I'm well, not, I apologise. No. Listen, had it been contractually suggested, <laughs> we'd have come fully you green. But, you, uh, you, but you're not. No. no. Although I have, uh, I'll be honest, we were asked to all wear suits. I'm going to wear a tweed ensemble to give oh, it a slight rebel. air of the... You rebel you. Uh, an air of the country gent. Yeah, okay. Uh, and go so, pee you know, go, or something. Yeah, poop, 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 that's the one. Yes. So, uh, I have to explain to so Rufus Hound, you are going to be performing in Wind in the Willows. I am. Which is opening quite soon. Yes, uh, June we are open. Yeah. And it's a big family musical, so we're doing it mainly for when people can come into London with their children and not worry about having to get them up for school I, again in the morning. School holidays. So, yes. yeah, we, we run basically the full length of the school holidays. 
at the at the Palladium. Palladium. Yes, so, yes, it's a, a small theatre. Yes, many people face. haven't heard of it. Yes, that's it yeah. yes. A studio um, performance at the Palladium. And uh, is this the first time you've done a musical? No, I've done. Um, uh, I did uh, a musical version of the film Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Right. Uh, at the Savoy. Uh, so that was my first toe in those particular waters. Did you like it, uh, putting your toe in there? I loved singing with the band. Mm-hmm. And I loved the songs that were written by David Yazbek. Um, uh, and those were the bits that I really took from it as having loved the most. And then what what that sort of did was say to people, he can at least hold a tune. See, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I will tell you here and now, one of the world's great singers I am not. Are you not? But I can hold a tune and tell a story. And that's that's always been what I love in musical theatre. I'm, I'm sort of less worried if you're not, you know, Cynthia Eviro. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure that people expect Mr Toad to be an operatic baritone. I think, you, look, let's just say there are ways of playing everyone and the choices that you make are the thing. But to me, when I read this, it was much more that Toad is anarchy and Toad is much more sort of, you know, kind of crazed mm-hmm. and therefore having a slightly less disciplined singing style might, uh, might serve that. Um, and had they decided that they wanted Toad to be, you know, uh, Bryn Turfle, uh, they wouldn't have cast you. Do you see a lot of yourself in him, Toad, not Bryn? <laughs> yes. Well, as a man in his mid fifties, born in Wales, uh, no, I. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. There are definitely similarities. I think that's one of the things that, when a part feels absolutely right. You often think, oh, yes, of course, because there's this and there's this and there's this. So Toad is definitely, you know, born of privilege and uh, um, likes going fast and largely feels like rules shouldn't apply. And if they do, they don't really apply to him Mm -hmm. and uh, would rather be invested in friends and fun than sort of earnest, serious discussion or taking things too seriously. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel a certain kinship. When I turned up for the audition, uh, you know, with a crash helmet tucked under one arm so I just got off my motorbike, I did feel like I was walking in sort of, you know, already in costume. Yeah, they thought exactly. They <laughs> thought you'd come with the costume, which is always a bonus. Yeah, yeah exactly. They think, oh, save a yeah, few bob on that. Exactly. You'd have to get him a helmet or goggles. Yeah. Um, well, the funny thing is, obviously, he's amphibian, so you would lose the moustache because all the other creatures have a furriness to them. Yes. And then we saw the set design and Toad Hall to give it a, a feeling of scope and majesty. The, I mean, our, our set is beautiful. It's unbelievably tastefully designed. It feels like a real storybook. Mm-hmm. So you, it does kind of maintain that feeling of a, of a, uh, of a well-loved, ch- you know, family favourite, a child story. Um, but to give Toad Hall the sense of scale... The, the effect is slightly that it, you're looking at it through a lens, so it bends round on either side as it gets smaller, mm. meaning that the actual hall itself l- resembles a toad's face. And the portico over the door then looks, and it wasn't designed necessarily to do, but looked like an English handlebar moustache. At least that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can keep your moustache. Well, I'll be honest, after you've painted it green every day for weeks mm-hmm. on end, there's a part of you where you think, I think I'd rather not have this. <laughs> now, this is written, Julian Fellows has written this. He blooming has as well. Yes. So, is it got, it's like Downton. Lord is it? Fellows. Is it? Well, oh, yes, I, I should have said yeah. Lord Fellows. Is it um, Downtony? 
it's not got a lot of Downton to it. No. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, the thing that undoubtedly Julian has is a is an ear for, you know, the language of the 20s. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, the, the slang that would have been used. So when this book was written and the period it was set is, I think, something Julian feels incredibly at home with. So it's quite true to the original. Oh, it's it, very true. Very it? true to the okay. book, yeah. Um, obviously, you can't get every uh, side adventure mm-hmm. in in a show without it taking nine hours so we, we we tend to stick just to the thrust of what happens to mole and ratty and toad mm-hmm. and badger than too much of the other stuff but um uh yeah no it's it's you know i think chapter th- three in the book is called open road and i think our third number is called open uh, road it's you know clippity clop and, and what are you going to sing tonight what the amazing mr toad there's some real Kind of in the in the full show, some very charming, gentle, stirring, emotional music. Mm. But tonight, but for not the, tonight, for the for <laughs> the for the wonders of Magic FM, we thought we'd kick it in the pants a bit more than that. Right. Okay. Excellent. Now, stand-up comedy or musical theatre? Well, at the be? moment, musical theatre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I haven't really done stand-up properly for about five years. I mean, the truth is, theatre. Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and having spent a bit of time doing telly, it's theatre. It, it's basically being in a room with actual people telling a story. That's the thing that I love. Yeah. And um, you know, I got to work for the RSC. I got to work for Trevor Nunn. I've worked for some brilliant theatricians. But it's live interaction. But it's that thing it? of people that- being in the room. I'm, I'm getting a bit obsessed at the moment about why screens might really not be very good for us and seeing the world through screens and all of our information and our, fi- our feelings about screens and how attached we are to them. And social media. Well, and, but that's it. But it's, yeah. it's not just social media as a concept because I think we are designed to be part of a pack. We're designed mentally. Our brains are built to be tribal and things like that. But it's the thing about the screens is that they're taking what we are and giving us more of what we love than we can handle. So everyone's just completely overloaded. And I think that taking it back to um, people in rooms, it's like, yeah, the screen has to go away now. That's the message. Put your screens away and just enjoy something for what it... Which tonight... The screens will be away. The screens will be away. Everyone will be focused on the stage. Yeah. Well, and look, this is a lovely opportunity to sing at the Royal Albert Hall. It's a lovely opportunity to stand in front of the good burgers of uh, Magic FM's listenership and uh, and, and hopefully impress them with what we have to offer. Um, But the real there is when you can take people on a on a journey, on an adventure. And so, yes, it, lovely to stand here and sing, but if you really want the the real deal, we the pure juice, the palladium. get to the Palladium. Yeah, we will do, this summer, and I can't wait well, to we, see it myself. I, I really hope so. We, yeah. we really love doing it. It's, um, it's a lovely thing to be part of a cast and a company that, that really relishes doing something. Yeah. And more often than not, when you hear people promoting their thing, they have to tell you that so it doesn't sound like it's as awful and you know, hard going as it actually <laughs> normally is. But genuinely, hand on heart, this is a, a group of people who love 
being in this show who who get to stand up every night and do the thing that they love to a room full of people who are focused and concentrating and you know uh, and enjoying it uh, we, we had it out on tour as I say and people really loved yeah. it so yeah getting a chance to do it on an even bigger stage with even more whiz and bang and fizz is a, a total joy <laughs> and more poop poop um, <laughs> Thank you, Rufus. No, thank um, you. We're really grateful for you coming. I know you're almost about to go on stage, so we really appreciate you coming and, and chatting to us before you did. Well, thank that's you. not a problem. It was a, a treat. Thank nice you. to see you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Alice Arnold, and that was the Musicals and Theatre Podcast. If you enjoyed that, then you can hear me every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic, where I have lots of lovely, timeless, relaxing classics, musical numbers and interviews. 